Welcome, everybody, to Navigating Change, the podcast from Tybal Link. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here, as always, with Howard Tybal. Doesn't it feel like we got this a little, a little more somber than the last one we did? You know, it feels like this is a little more serious. So how do we lighten this up already? I, I, I think this is a very serious conversation. Yeah, I know. Me too. But let's still smile. <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm not wearing shoes. Does that count? I feel like I'm having a little I don't bit, want to know It's this. a little bit bohemian. I don't want to know this. Okay, good. We're we're kicking off a series today. You know, we, we talked a little bit about this in our in our New Year episode. That that one of the major topics that we're we're sort of want to be custodian of uh, in our our show over the 2015 is this idea of of governance of aligning senior leadership to achieve strategic goals across the institution from the perspective of governance. How do we align boards, administration? presidents uh, in in achieving goals and what are the major frustrations and how can uh, you know how can we um, help move the conversation forward and we have a number of fantastic guests uh, who are going to be joining us over the coming weeks uh, yep. to to share this conversation can you talk a little bit Howard about where this came from why why this topic is important to you for this year well I think in our in our first episode going into the new year we talked about this a little bit which is you asked me what I was excited about, and, and I think that the convergence that's happening is a greater recognition that if we're going to solve these problems, we have to solve, find a way to solve them together, as opposed to solving them in silos, that the faculty can't go off on their own and write up things to give to the president and somehow think that that's going to move the needle. And the board can't say, Mr. President or Mrs. President, we need you to do the following, and that somehow that's going to happen. That that the difficult or the historically difficult actions that need to start taking place is this overlapping of the conversations. In in a sense, at least the visual metaphor is getting everybody in the same room or getting the right people in the same room to have these different points of view that come from a different point of view around governance and hash out what it means that we're going to move our strategy forward. So if you think about a written or a even a implicit strategic plan, because some institutions don't even like writing strategic plans, and some of them write them every five years. But regardless, the strategic plan is a guide for here's our mission, here's our vision, and where we want to go requires these kinds of investments, and it requires this type of aligning the organization to make, in some cases, easy, in other cases, tough choices. And where we get hung up is we don't have that conversation where everybody's at the table and then we walk away saying, not we all agree and or that we all like it, but we are willing to say this is what we're doing and this is the conversation we had and some of us are going to agree to a disagree, but we're going to have that conversation as board leadership. We're going to have that conversation in the presence to the extent that we can with faculty leadership. We're going to have administration present to help us with this, and we're going to have the president there to play the role that they play in our institution. So that coming together is what I think is ahead of us. And those institutions that have the courage to do this are going to make decisions much more efficiently and effectively. 
What uh, what do you see as the the frustrations uh, at the at the board level in in leading these insti- you know providing any sort of leadership towards strategic goals right now? What are the what what are the pain points right now? And I know this is a question we're going to be asking our board representatives yes. in coming weeks, but I'm curious what your observations are so far. Well, part of it is is um, uh, the different point of view. What's the role of the board? It, well, yeah, know, that's, pro- that's probably a better question right? to start, right? Well, if you have, well, you see, the thing is, it's not, it's, it's, the dilemma is there, if you, if you go on, you know, the Association of Governing Boards website or other um, representations about the responsibilities of boards, there is the generic descriptions, fiduciary responsibility, oversight, guiding, but every institution has a unique way of, of utilizing their board and as part of the culture of that institution. Some boards are very engaged in the strategic planning and are front and center, and other boards are there to bless. And the other complicating factor here is what changes the dynamic is every time a board chair changes, they have a different style and they have a different approach to what they want to do. So the conversation starts with raising the bar to say, here's the foundation of what the board's responsible for. And given our institution and where we are and what we want to do, how is the board going to participate in this? Because fundamentally, there, and, and I think all board leadership and presidents know this, is that you want a board that's engaged, but you don't want a board that's over-engaged. And an over-engaged board means that they're getting involved in operations, right? That they embed themselves in the institution as, in a sense, uh, helping make decisions about how you're going to do it. The board's job, fundamentally, at a high level, is to make sure that the sales are pointed in the right direction and they're delegating to the president and administration and faculty to figure out how to do it. And depending on the level of competency and knowledge, that actually affects whether or not boards are more or less engaged. But that's the kind of thing that plays out in all boards. And that's one piece of it. Because the other piece of it then is the whole shared governance. So governance from a board perspective is oversight and guiding and fiduciary responsibility. Faculty live in this world of shared governance. That's a whole other element that presidents have to navigate effectively. And boards are sitting on the sidelines. And what they do is they watch whether or not their president that they hired is able to keep the faculty sufficiently happy while moving the agenda forward, right? Sure. These conversations happen independently. And I think and that's appropriate. But when it comes to having an appreciation by the faculty of the board's role, having an appreciation by the board of the faculty's role, very often those conversations happen one-on-one behind closed doors and it's no wonder we don't make the kind of progress we want because we don't have, in a sense, the willingness to sit down and have the right conversation. Or in some cases, the president's willingness to stand up to uh, faculty and say, here's what I need from you. 
right? Sure. I mean, and, and I don't, I'm not intending to suggest that because it's not the case to, it's, it's too, it's too naive to say faculty are the impediments to change. That's a, that is a, that's a statement that's out there that you hear that only decreases the trust between leadership, right? Right. It's sometimes presidents that are producing this lack of trust, and it's sometimes the boards who are trying to be over-engaged or in some cases completely disengaged, and, and as a result of that, change doesn't happen. So this is a system that we need to learn how to work better, like a family. It's a system like a family. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good way to put it. I, you know, and I, I think when one of the things that I notice, at least in in my observation of the board, when the board is operating at its very best, you can see uh, the kinds of uh, the kinds of challenges that are elevated to face the board, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it's not, you can see uh, there is a, a visible sort of tenor in administration about the kinds of challenges that are intentionally not taken to the board. The board isn't even. <laughs> You know, isn't even engaged on on certain challenges that that otherwise in a in a high performing system um, that you would see more activity and more involvement. So I, I think what I'm most interested in is understanding. And from my perspective, I, I have never been invited to a board meeting at my institution. Dare I say, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm really interested in uh, what makes a high performing board a board that is both trusted and engaged by the rest of the administration and uh, a, a board that is um, accepted and. And, and, yeah. and adapts well to the institution at large. You know, it's, what's inter- as you were as you were describing uh, what that looks like. I can tell you that the nature of doing this well, by definition, is difficult. It is normal. <laughs> it is, yes. and I think we think somehow we're terminally unique that our particular institution has this dysfunction. Every the, the nature of doing this well, just think about it, has got to be difficult. It'd be so much easier if one person can make the decisions and everybody has to line up. But we know what that's called, right? We it's do. a dictatorship. Yeah. They're very efficient. <laughs> they are very brutally very efficient. efficient. Yes, brutally efficient. But everyone. But the alternative is in this in this. De- democratic way of operating is that we have to learn how to work together and the nature of this is hard. So we just have to decide if we want to step up and say, let's engage in this to improve this versus with our lack of impatience, trying to work around it. See, that's yeah. that's what we do because we don't feel like we have the time to to really engage all the right folks. We We do the end runs. Yes. And then people get pissed off because you know they're they're blindsided right. by changes. Right. That's exactly what I'm getting to. The end runs. How do we how do we avoid the end runs and create a high performing ecosystem between boards leadership. and administration? Yeah. The hiring the right leadership. I I think this is going to be a great series. I'm very excited to to talk about this and to get uh and and to get engaged with these uh these guests we have on deck. We're not going to talk about who they are, but it's coming. It's coming. It's, coming. it's going to be Yeah, it's exciting. very exciting. Um yeah, and I think that's that, and this is a perfect context for this because that's we want to engage uh, trustees in what does this mean to you? 
we don't want to we want to engage academic leaders in all right what does this mean to you in terms of doing this better in your institution? What are some things that you have done that have been successful that would be great learning for other institutions? So, so my hope for this series is that it's going to sort of unpack the things that we often don't talk about. I am very much looking forward to it. So this begins our endeavor on on uh, uh, launching this conversation. Uh, so stay tuned for more great guests coming coming weeks and uh, great conversations on this very topic, very important topic. Uh, I, you know, if you want to learn more about the show, head over to tybalink.com. You can subscribe to the show for free in iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. You can find us on Twitter at Howard Tybal or at Pete Wright. And uh, on behalf of Howard Tybal. We will catch you next week on Navigating Change, the podcast from Tybal Inc. Mm-hmm.